This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Laura. And Angela. And we are about to start this week's podcast, but first we want to thank our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you will get 50% off just about any item. What item, you ask? Basically, all of your sexy needs. Yeah, vibrators, lingerie. I think they have like nipple clamps if you're into that. They got it all. So you select your item. And when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. Ooh la la. Mm -hmm. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. I think that's the biggest hookup that we give on this podcast. It's insane adamandeve.com use the code single at checkout that's s-i-n-g-l-e at adamandeve.com use the code single at adamandeve.com now let's Let's start start the the show this is why you're single this is why you're single this is why you're single Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Go Bake or Go Home. Yes, we're going to talk more about what exactly that means later on. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, what your undies say about you, and a new update on Tinder that you want to know about. And we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She's a senior editor at Cosmo. Sexy. We always play that whenever we say the word Cosmo. Um, She's a senior editor there who basically covers the ultimate trifecta of things that most humans love, cocktails, food, and sex. She previously worked at Elle and Martha Stewart Weddings and once had a dance party with Solange Knowles. Please welcome Julie Vadnall. Hello. Hi, thank you. Thank you, Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, Julie, you recently wrote an amazing piece in the November issue of Cosmo. You're a proud single lady or were a proud single lady. We're going to find out if you still are. Um, who had never used dating apps, but for six weeks you decided to download basically every dating app that you could find, and you hired three different dating coaches, all in the name of journalism and also love. I want to talk a little bit about how that went. How was that experience for you? It was a wild, wild summer. Let me tell you, <laughs> I didn't see any of my friends. I just sat with strangers at bars basically all summer, and it was great. I'd never done anything like that before, and I. I endorse it. I think people should try that. It's like being on a constant job interview. Right. That's how I feel. (laughs) And I did not switch up my story enough. Like, I kind of wish I would have, like, messed with their heads a little bit and, like... Or, like, tried a British accent one time. Totally, totally. (laughs) I have a terrible British... I was going to do it now, and I was like, stop, stop. Hello. Cheerio. My friend always says I sound like Mary Poppins. My my friend, (laughs) Ollie, Ollie Pullman, if you're listening to this podcast. Hello, I'm Mary Poppins. Well, he's really British, so he can... He and, he, and he's like the high class kind of British. There's right. like there's like the trashy British, like, like Adele. Me. Yeah, yeah, like my friend Terry. Yeah, and she like owns that. She's like, yeah, no, I'm like trashy British. But Ollie is like fancy fucking Prince William style British. Mm. Anyways, I want to talk about some of the specific dates you went on because they were amazing. So one of the first dates that one of the first guys you went out with he took you to a Mets game you had a great time he asked you out on the second date but you had to turn him down you sent a really nice kind of upfront text instead of ghosting which was super cool of you um I think you said I I had a lot of fun but I didn't feel a spark and I was like as I was reading that I was like cringing I was like oh god it's like the worst feeling to have to reject someone but what was that like uh having to do that it was the worst part. Well, first of all, I decided when I started to do this story that I'm not going to be an a-hole. Like, I am going to be honest with people if I'm if I'm not feeling it. Plus, like, the first guy didn't really stand a chance no matter who he was. This guy happened to be so nice. I really actually had a great time with him at the at the game. But he I were, just... He was guy number one. Yeah. Like, you always want to know who's better out there. But I have to say, even though you rejected him, you wrote about him very nicely. Like, I was like, I totally got what kind of guy he was. He was yeah. like, nice guy, just no chemistry. But yeah. You, and you we were nice had, about it. And we had a lot in common which I think people always think like you need to have a ton in common with someone like we found similarities but like in the end I was just like 
It's gonna. It's, I have five more weeks of the. You know, I have six more weeks of this. <laughs> You're like, I need to do this story. Like, this yeah. is not. This guy doesn't sound a chance. And I was sweating as I sent that text message. Like, I really, really, yeah. I think he's super right cool. Thing. Yeah, and he, he was great. and his response was like, "All right, like, good luck to you." Right? He, he was super nice yeah. about it. I think we freak out. I freaked out that like a guy would think I was like so amazing, and if I said something negative, I would just break his heart. But like guys are chill and cool and for the most part you know like he was fine i mean i'm sure it stung a little bit but he was probably it's better than getting ghosted he was probably like okay i can move on completely which i did get ghosted a bunch in the story so i not a bunch one in particular was it the boss (laughs) ah twice i guess yeah um yeah tell them about the boss the boss ghosted me for sure. Oh, yeah. did oh me tell them yeah, about the boss? Okay. okay, so uh, yeah, you said he was nice. He paid for everything. He asked about you. He was the one that was a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and he was interested in you. He but he, he like set walked her home, like really, like a nice guy. Was Tot- courteous. He sounded like a dreamboat. Seriously, and like halfway through the day. Well, I guess in the beginning of the day, he's like, "I'm gonna go get drinks. I'm also gonna go to the bathroom." The bathroom line was really long, and so he came over in the meantime to be like. The line's really long, just so you know. It might be a second. I was like, that is so nice. Like, he was so courteous. I wonder, not to be gross, but I wonder if he just wanted to point out the, the line was lines. So I'm you, not shitting. So that like, he wanted you to know that he's not taking a poo at the bar. <laughs> Even that would have been a Probably. <laughs> you know, he was really fun. And we, we played a game. I had to cut so much out of the story. But we I brought a, I had gotten it at work that day. This card game was like, guess the celebrity type card game. And so we played that mostly at the bar too, which I think is like, just a great way to break the ice. And so uh, to me, I was like, this is great. I'm having such a fun time. Yeah. And, I, I, and that is a reason that I ended something with someone else. Cause I, I, I'm not good at, I can't date two people at once. Do you I think you jumped the gun though on ending mm-hmm. something with the other guy until you knew for sure that the boss was asking you out again? Totally. But I also think I knew I didn't want to keep dating that mm-hmm. other guy too. So I used that as an excuse. It was a real one, but like, yeah. yeah. But also, I've used that excuse before, or not even excuse. So, I was talking to this one guy on a dating app, and his name was Ralph Plum, and I'll never forget his name. <laughs> Ralph Plum will live in infamy. We talk about him so much. That's his real name? That's his yes. real name. I love the name Plum, but also, I was like, the name Ralph, come on. Like, you can't you have yell that name in that. bed, right? You can't be Ralph. like, oh, Ralph, Ralph. <laughs> Anyways, really nice guy, super cute, like, totally my type and then I started dating this is my ex-boyfriend and we started dating and things were getting serious so I like messaged Ralph and I was like hey things are getting kind of serious with this other guy I'm dating like I don't feel comfortable going on a date with you hope that's okay and he was really sweet about it instead of me ghosting him you know I could have ghosted him but Mm -hmm. instead he was like okay no problem and then when I broke up with that boyfriend I'm reached back out to Ralph and I was like hey like hope you're well like not sure if you're still single but things didn't end up working out would love to go on a date with you again and we did and it was awesome so I think if you are mature about it and you tell somebody like hey I'm getting kind of serious with someone else I don't feel comfortable dating two people at once people respect that and then if you ever want to go back to them again you can whereas if you want to if you ghost them and want to go back to them again not gonna happen not gonna happen and that's what logan who was my coach at that time had kind of told me too he was like you know if it like here's what you say if you kind of want to maybe see that person again i want to talk about you hiring these dating coaches because basically a lot of friends who are dating and going through what you went through maybe not as intense in the six weeks that you went through it, but they use their friends as their dating coaches. Mm-hmm. But I want to know like how much more helpful was it to have actual dating experts than listening to the usual advice that you hear from your friends? Why do we listen to our friends as if they know? <laughs> I don't get it. They know us, but they don't know. They don't. They just don't. They love don't. My friends not going to go to them for love advice. Um, all of the coaches had very different approaches. So I kind of had to go along with whatever, they suggested and the first one emma was like very much about it's a numbers game go out with as many people as possible and there were guys i knew i didn't like after the first date but she was like go out with them again like you know the yeah she a second date you said she specifically like encouraged you to right swipe on people you would normally left swipe right yeah and that would be a hard one yeah and to keep like a really open mind about and i think i had an open mind anyway about it so i needed to be a little more selective so that was tough but the second one was kind of like do what you feel this is andrea sirtash she was like i i know andrea sirtash yeah we're friends she and i used to interview her a lot when i worked at uh i think i don't know one of the celebrity weeklies that i worked at and she would always give advice and her take on celebrity relationships Mm -hmm. and andrea's great 
But yeah, her approach, she's more like, I guess, would you call it zen about it? Yeah, more zen. Like, don't freak out. Like, follow what you feel. If it feels right, it's right. Like, stop getting so inside your head and ignore all these rules that you read. Like, ignore the rules that you've heard. And then Logan was a dude, so that was, like, the best. I felt like I could really be like, what does this mean if a guy says this? And he would give me some, like straight up answer and he was the best I think at texting advice oh that's, that's interesting it, yeah, that is interesting I even tapped him early I kind of cheated a little bit like I was still <laughs> with the other coach but I had a, a very male specific question to ask and so I was like I'm gonna ask Logan at the end of the day which like which coach do you think would you go back to again if you uh, they were all they all had really good moments and I think at the end of the story I tried to tie into the you know that they all kind of helped me in different in, ways in different ways um, if I had to go back, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I still talk to Andrew. I still talk to, I still talk to all of them. Yeah. And I think I would probably, depending on what the problem was, I would go to what, one of them. What a luxury, man. Yeah, right. Which yeah. we all Wait. had like our panel of experts when we're dating. So what about apps though? Which of your, which of the Ooh, apps you tried were your yes. favorite? Bumble. I loved Bumble. Hear that a lot. Yeah. I thought that it had the best, like I, there was one night I went, I, I think I say this in the story. I went to a party and I woke up and I t- I swiped with reckless abandon on the cab ride home and I woke up to 22 matches. I felt like I got the most matches and the most like decent guys. It wasn't like Tinder's a wasteland. Like we know this, like it, everyone's on Tinder and Bumble seemed a little more edited, but, but I you like, reach out to guys first on Bumble. You do. So yeah. what's your opener? Yeah. I don't have one particular line, but I have some like little tricks. Like if they have a picture, they're wearing a costume. You, they want you to comment on it. Like that's bait. Like they yeah. want you to say something. So I yeah. generally say that, um, some I, I help friends a lot too. It's hard to remember because this was a while ago. But I, I try to say something wacky and weird because I'm like, if you're not gonna like that, then you know, let's not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try <laughs> to like comment on something they're wearing too. I feel like men also love to be complimented, so I, I try to throw a compliment their way. Plus, it's good to say something specific to them. Mm-hmm. That's great. So you went out with guys on basically every app. You had three expert coaches. And then at the very end of the article, there's hope with one of the guys who ends up inviting you to his work party on a boat what it was a cliffhanger it was so (laughs) juicy what ended up happening with him and what's your relationship status now we are still dating Ah! i know i know um i thought he was really ballsy to do that it was halfway through our first date and he was like so i have this boat party you know on the hudson and i was like cool he's like and i get to bring a date and i was like cool are you asking me to be your date and he's like yes yes i'm asking and Ah. i was almost late i almost missed the cruise actually and he was like i don't know what i'm gonna do if if should i go on it like it's my company like i kind of have to go but like i invited you and oh my god that's like legit out of a movie where you're like running to the boat and you have to like jump over the dock yeah the fact that (laughs) i almost even pretend to consider not going on the boat is actually very impressive because i feel like most people be like i gotta go sorry yeah (laughs) he was like i don't i didn't know what to do and i I mean i got there like as they were closing it behind us like just in the nick of time, yeah. So wait, I forget now. How did you meet? How did you meet him? What- I met him on the league. The league, yeah. Which was I, I realized at the end of the story. I'd done reporting. I was the end of six weeks. By the end of six weeks, I was just like depressed even uh, yeah, my editor, exhausted yeah my editor's like i'm so sorry julie we need to like send you to a spa or something because i was just like how come the guys i know or have the most in common with don't want to see me again like anyone i had in common with ghosted and then like the other guys i liked but i wasn't like totally feeling them so i was just like so worn out but swiping i think is a muscle and when <laughs> you can't just like give it up in one day so even <laughs> after the story was over or i was done reporting it at least i was still swiping and he he would just seem so nice. <laughs> like, I know this sounds crazy, but I was just like, he's so nice. And I just want to date someone who's nice to me. And like, I just need to be open to that. So he was just really, really nice. He, I don't think like he would have stood out in any way. You know, like, I don't think he would have seen his profile and been like, that's the guy I'm going to. But like, he was just so simply nice. Being nice is such an under rated nice attribute. and normal. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you hear a lot of you ask a lot of women, like, what do you look for in a guy? They're like, all every single person i want someone that makes me laugh and mm-hmm. i want someone confident which yes you want those things but i have to say from experience because i luckily think the thank the heavens i ended up with the nicest guy in mm-hmm. the world at the end of the day you just want someone that's so nice mm-hmm. and that like right. treats you well and like when you're in a fight 
they like aren't malicious and they still do the right thing. Right. 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 And I had to tell him because he's in the end of the story and we were still dating when the story was like going to the printer. So my editor's like, you need to tell him that, you know, he's going to be in the story. So I was so nervous to tell him. And he was like, oh, cool. Like, he's like, I probably wouldn't have read it anyway, but now I'm going to. Okay. I already um, like him. Right, and yeah. I think he'd get along with, with uh, Nick, my husband, because <laughs> I talk incessantly about him on this podcast. So clearly your guy's also cool and doesn't care about being the subject of an article, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. As long sign. as it's positive. He's like, as long as it's positive, you can write whatever you <laughs> yes. want. As long you. as you're not talking about my, how you're not happy with my penis size or whatever it is. No, he wound up being like the Prince Charming at the end of the article. Yes. He actually looks great. I told him that. I'm like, you're kind of, not to like blow it up, but like you're kind of the hero yes. at the end. So yeah. I don't think you'll mind. And it's only a couple sentences. So he, he didn't care. Yeah. That's so great. Well, um, congratulations. It's been what? A few months now? It's been a few months. Yeah. Wow. So Big exciting. Deal. I love a happy I mean, ending. Yeah. But, you know, going back to something else you said about like how people that you had felt like you had stuff in common with never worked out. Mm-hmm. People you liked it. They would like ghost or whatever. Um, why do you think that is? Because I think that happens to a lot of people. Like I found that why, when I was why dating. Why do dates feel so one-sided? Why, yeah, dates that feel great don't work out. Dates that you're like meh about, they love you and they're like yeah. on your shit. I think we're just terrible at telling. Like I just think we're terrible judges sometimes <laughs> of men. And, and it's really easy to get swept up in cute stories. I mean, you guys wrote a story for Cosmo about that. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how you met. And we like to have these romantic stories because it makes us feel like the relationship is that much stronger or valid for some reason. But I just think I, I'm starting to realize from the story that I'm a terrible judge. And I also <laughs> think if someone just like sticks by you enough, like just keeps wanting to go out with you in a very simple way, like that's that's says a lot yeah i can think of one particular date where this happened to me we went he took me to a knicks game it was great went back to my place we were like making out it was really hot i assume that i'm gonna hear from him again he had he had broken up not that long ago with his girlfriend uh about a week later he got back with her i'm like glad that my date and our hookup (laughs) was so bad that you ran back into the arms of your girlfriend who you who he is now married to so what? glad that I they showed you like you a fruit he, basket. He was like, I saw the shit that was out there and it's Laura Lane and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I, I thought said, that day was great. I really thought we were going to be a thing. No, <laughs> it didn't happen. I guess the moral is to reevaluate what we consider good dates. I guess. Right. Like, and, and pay attention to what the guy's actually doing and saying. Like in my head, there was one guy that I was like, I'll stop this story. Like if we keep dating, like I'll tell you I was writing a story and I'm, I'll tell you that I'm stopping it. And he totally ghosted. <laughs> You're like, now I'm going to write about you ghosting. Yeah. I know. I could, And I will say I was very fair to all these guys. I cut a lot out that I didn't have to. And <laughs> it was all very flattering. Nobody yeah. came off as, even like the guy that ghosted you didn't really come off terrible. I mean, even, I, even the guy that was sending you like, yeah, like incessant naked nudie pics. Yeah, he still answering. Come, you were nice. He yes. still comes across as somewhat endearing. I also want to point out, if you saw this, like I think I make him sound a little bit hot in the story and if you saw <laughs> him, you would be like, Julie, you're a saint. But he was the only one that I kind of like just kept going with to prove a point that you could text with someone for six weeks and never meet them in person. So yeah, right. he wasn't, I was, it definitely was the harshest on him, but he also sent me nude pictures. So every day, right. um, another article that you've written about in Cosmo is you wrote about how sick you are about people, single shaming, which we could not agree more with. Um, what would you tell people who are single, especially around the holidays when there's more pressure to settle down, they're going home with mom and dad and people are going to be like, are you single? Are you dating? What's going on? What would you tell people to kind of help them get over this whole single shaming thing that happens to everyone. Well, I know what I would want them to say, which you can't say, (laughs) which is horrible. You know, it really frustrates me that people, I would say to focus, like switch the focus right away to be like, I went to Costa Rica this year and I did this this year and it's not about dating or just be flat out. I'm pretty flat out. I'm like, no, I'm not dating anyone. And like, I'm totally happy. Like, Mm -hmm. I hate that people think your happiness depends on who you're dating or even if you're dating because I the the my whole beef with it was like I'd rather not be in a bad relation like I don't need a boyfriend just to have a boyfriend that wouldn't make me happy just to have that so we get a lot of emails about that from listeners of this podcast like we got one recently 
I think it's actually one we're reading later on the podcast, so maybe I should save it. But yeah, basically, it's like her friend that is getting married and she really thinks that her friend should settle down. And she's like, I don't want I'm not interested in that. Like, I'm interested in my job and school and I don't have time. That is this episode. All right. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it later. But yeah, we get a lot of emails about this. So I think it's an important issue that people need to really stop single shaming their friends or thinking that maybe if their happiness revolves around having a relationship, that's totally cool, too. But just don't put that on other people. Yeah. Right. And now that I know how much work dating is from doing this other story, I have a whole new perspective. I'm like, it's a lot of work and don't pressure people to like put that type of work in if they don't want to. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a ton of work. It's emotionally exhausting. Yeah. On that note, it is time for us to talk about what's in the news. Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Well, in Julie's honor this week, we've only picked Cosmo stories. You picked a Cosmo story. Yeah. Oh, right. Did you... Oh, just me? Yeah. All right. Well, I picked a Cosmo story. Sexy. That's our Cosmo jingle. Um, we're big fans. So I am talking about the the piece, What Your Undies Say About Your Future Partner by Julia Pujewski. Pugachevsky. Pugachevsky. We practiced this before we recorded. I know, but it was earlier in the day and I forgot. All right. So... We're going to find out what our underwear says about our future partner. So obviously my first question is, what underwear is everybody wearing? Ladies. Oh, the underwear today? Yes. Oh, like black briefs. This is not helpful. This is right. not a good day. I, it's okay. I'm wearing like um, under under armor. Under, what's it called? Under armor? Uh, that's definitely not on here because you're the only person I know with under armor underwear. It's under armor underwear. But it's like it's like a thought here. Look, it's like really nice because oh, that's uh, so soft. it's really thin. So it sits on your skin and doesn't make you have... You know, like it doesn't matter how skinny you, skinny you are. If you like wear that, like kind of elastic, it, like pushes against your body and like gives you like a little roll. Mm-hmm. They, it doesn't matter what size you are. It sits so nicely on the skin. They should really sponsor this podcast and send us some free undies. Yeah, especially and it's Under Armour, so you probably it's like sweat resistant. Okay. It is. It's for like working out when you wear a really tight yoga pants and you don't have a line. And and it like doesn't move when you work out. I couldn't Ooh. speak more highly of it. Under Armour. Does anyone work for them? Send me some undies. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, you said you said briefs, Julie. I mean, just I'm just wearing black standard everyday undies. Cotton. Would you say? Yeah. Okay. Here is what if that I means. had known we were doing this. <laughs> Listen, it's it's here. Fate. Here's what fate. your peeps at Cosmo say about that. Yeah, according to Cosmo, you belong with someone who is enamored by your no bullshit personality and who would sooner take a long walk with you over fifteen dollar cocktails with fancy twigs in them. Would you say that's accurate? I'm down with that's that. Like yeah. Want. Yeah, that's good. Okay, I'm going to guess, Angela, you're probably wearing crotchless panties, but like not on purpose. It's just because your panties have holes in them. <laughs> I was almost going to be like, thank you, Laura. You're calling me sexy. No, but no. all of your underwear has holes, and we know Every that. Every day it's a crapshoot, no pun intended. Um, I'm wearing, like, oh, I'm wearing good underwear. I'm wearing like lacy underwear with uh A boy bu- short, with though. With bumblebees on them. A boy short, though, um, probably, you right? You knew, though. You knew. No, this I wrote this today. Don't worry, guys. The game is not rigged. She picked this story today. But yeah, they're like hip huggers. Okay, so I would call that lacy boy shorts the very first one. Oh, no, they're not. I can guarantee you they're not as sexy. I think they're more like hip huggers. All right, fine. Read hip huggers. Okay. <laughs> your perfect bay 100% supports your love of smooth spandex polyester blend panties. They'll be the type to clean the house and bake cookies before you get home from working overtime because they wisely know you're the most turned on when life is a little bit cushier. That's accurate. Yeah, my boyfriend cooks. And I like to be cushy. And Laura, you're. I would call like mine a print thong. A print thong. Okay. Yes. I, you know, somehow my bones, I felt that's what you would have. Um, your print thong means wearing a thong when you're willing to ignore a string of cotton flossing your Means butt you're cheeks. willing. You missed a word. Wearing a thong means you're willing to ignore a string of cotton flossing your butt cheeks for all of happy hour, while the sportier look that a print fabric provides still gives the appearance of casualness. That's spot on. Yes. You're attracted to and belong with someone as ambitious as you, someone who probably just met with their agent about an hour ago, but is now downing pickleback shots in a bar that boasts $3 specials. I'm with the wrong person. That's not my man. I want to be that girl. What, know, right? what underwear should I be? Okay, let's see. I need to know what underwear I actually should be wearing that fits the type of guy that I'm with. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay, read. What about embellished panties? Read that one. 
Yeah, I feel like embellished panties a lot of ladies have. Okay, read that one. I think this is what I should be wearing. Embellished with what, though, can we ask? The image that came with it was like, it was like basically like basic panties, but there is zebra print and maybe Mm. there's like a Rhinestones on them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Those seem like someone tagged. I feel like these should be, these answers should be swapped. Okay, read this one, though. Okay, embellished panties. You'll end up with someone who makes you feel like you can truly relax around them. Someone who'll make the effort of cooking a mac and cheese pizza only to then eat it on the couch with you. Is that more? Uh, Maybe closer. Um, Eating on the couch. Yeah. You you guys watch a lot of Netflix. You do a lot of Netflix. Okay, wait. All right, all right, all right. right. Read the bodysuit one. I should be wearing a bodysuit, which which I I do wear. Oh, do you? I was going to say, does anybody have that? I own a lot of bodysuits. That is high level peeing difficulty. Okay, this is what I think I should be wearing. Okay, it says. Read the bodysuit one. But like Carrie, oh, like Carrie Bradshaw, you are looking for inconvenient love and your equally inconvenient but objectively fashion forward outfit will attract someone who is as artistic and aesthetically concerned as you are. Yep. Your love will be a lot of things, but it will never, ever be boring. OK, that, I'm, that I'm, feels right. I'm only going to wear bodysuits from here on out. Yeah, that's that's the trick. Good right? luck. Switch up your underwear. I know. I've been wearing a lot of leotards with overalls, and that I can't handle because that's really hard to pee in. You so. gotta just get the ones with snaps. Even mm. the snaps. Like, I have snaps, but I was too lazy to snap them again. So, see, guys, <laughs> I have a bodysuit, but uh, just the snaps I tucked it in. It can be hard to get them to snap. <laughs> One time I tried to get my boyfriend Ian to do it, and I felt like a baby. I was like, can you snap this for me? <laughs> I felt like a toddler. You are a toddler. I know. All right. So that's if you want to know what your underwear, if we didn't read your underwear and you want to know, go to Cosmo. There's a lot. Uh, wait, is there any more? Julie, what do you usually wear when you're not wearing what you're wearing now? Is there any more you want us to read? It's, I normally wear like a la- like a hanky panky, like a lace hanky panky. Oh, is that like a boy, a boy short? Lacy boy short? What is a hanky panky? Or a thong. No, a it's thong. Like a oh, thong. It's a thong. I would oh, go with sheer thong. Read they the sheer thong. sheer thong. Sheer thong. Okay. I think that's close enough. Okay, your confidence makes Samantha Jones look like she texts friends inspirational gifts of you. And hey, your, hey. your future does. partner is someone who lights up a room with a you should see the chiseled satin boxer briefed bot I got hiding under this tux grin because your kind of self-love must be equally matched. All right. Accurate? It's is that- so, so <laughs> much more accurate. Okay, good. All right. There All we right. go. We figured it out. Illuminating. Yes. Uh, you want to know what I've been reading? Yeah, what's up? I was reading Tinder's blog. I don't know how I missed this blog post because they wrote it on November 15th, but I thought it was important enough to talk about. Tinder is introducing more genders. So this is what they wrote, which I think is really cool. Starting today, no matter how you identify, you can express your authentic self on Tinder. To edit or add more information about your gender on Tinder, simply edit your profile. When you tap I am and select more, you can type a word that describes your gender identity. You can also select to be shown in searches, which best reflects your identity. So all users have the option to display their gender on their profiles as well. So you can put trans, trans woman, trans man, etc. However you identify, no one will ever be banned from Tinder because of their gender. And they admitted that they haven't really been at the forefront of this because they've been, you know, kind of for a while they had a perception of being more the misogynistic, I would go as far to say, app. And they said, we, you know, we have not, uh, we haven't had the right tools to serve a diverse community in the past, but that changes today. In addition to this new feature, we are learning to be better, a better ally to transgender and gender non-conforming communities. And I think it's super cool that they're doing this. They worked with a bunch of people from GLAD's transgender media program to roll this out. Um, and I wanted to know what you guys thought about this. I think it, I think like more apps should be doing this. Uh, totally I even think it's weird I think the bumble thing that like you have to the girl has to be the first person to message seems even slightly I know it's to protect women but it also seems antiquated in other ways I think it's great I think it's so rad yeah I'm curious to know like with the on the other end as the person that's searching because you say like woman looking for whatever so and they said like they'll come up and search features that are closer to their gender so like if I'm like a woman looking for a man will trans men still come up i don't know or do i have to put in that i'm looking for men or like trans men um that's a great question yeah i i don't know that far but uh because i do feel like i don't know (laughs) because i think it would be it would be a shame if like trans men didn't come up 
if I didn't check them because it like maybe I wouldn't think like oh like if I have the option I'll just check men mm-hmm. yeah, but, like, you I don't can miss f- out on a cool you, opportunity you don't want to fetishize it where you don't right. want to only look for a trans man they're just a man um, yeah I don't know they're rolling this out in the US UK and Canada and they do say on here that they want feedback uh, you can send an email to questions at gotender.com so I don't know ask your questions on, yeah I'll on send an app. email send an email Angela. I'll find out find out <laughs> um, but yeah I think this is really cool I think more apps should do it and it's great that the Tinder's making that that kind of change we support it yeah uh, all right it is time to jump into the mailbox but first let's take a moment to thank some of our sponsors we would like to thank our sponsor Blue Apron. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference. So it's important to know where your food comes from. And Angela and I are obsessed with Blue Apron. We really are. And it's because like when I'm out and about and running around, when I come home at night, I'll, I'm hungry. But like all I know how to make is like a grilled cheese. But not when you have Blue Apron because they have all right. the ingredients already for you, pre-portioned. I don't feel wasteful. They have the... Uh, directions, instructions, I think they're called in the cooking world. I don't know. I'm not a chef, but I feel like one when I'm cooking with Blue Apron. Last night I made latkes. Fancy. Would I ever make latkes without Blue Apron? Probably not. So I feel like a super chef. What I love is that it's winter and all I really want to do is cook at home, listen to some podcasts or watch TV and Blue Apron's like 40 minutes long or less to make their meals, which is usually the length of my podcast that I'm listening to or our podcast. So I cook, I'm listening to podcasts. It's like freezing outside. I don't have to go outside. It's amazing. I also think this would be a great holiday gift. It totally, it's so, it's like a different gift. It's good when you don't know what to get somebody because everybody likes to eat. I've been really into experiment not experimental, experiential gifts. Is that the right word? Yes. And this is definitely experiential. Yeah. I think you should give it to Ian. I think that's a great idea because it would be a gift for me too, kind of, because then I would be able to get meals. Well, then he would cook for you. But also he loves to cook because he's also, well, he was a chef. Now he's in business school. It's still thoughtful. It's completely thoughtful. I love this idea. I'm going to give it to my parents because my mom is always complaining about going to the grocery store to cook meals and then she feels wasteful. I'm big on wastefulness, as you guys know, and they mm-hmm. give you exactly what you need. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is it won't break the bank for you guys. It's affordable. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals, and they're flexible. You customize your recipes each week based on your preferences. Blue Apron has several delivery options, so you can choose what fits your needs. And there's no weekly commitment. I get it like, sometimes I get it once a month, sometimes I get it every week. It's great. Uh, So you only get deliveries when you want them. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping. That deal's insane. You don't even have to buy anything. Three free meals. What the heck? You guys are crazy if you don't do this. Go to blueapron.com slash single. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash single. Blue Apron, a better better way to cook. cook. We would also like to thank our sponsor, FrameBridge.com. Now, I don't know if you guys watched the video that Angela and I did to promo this week's episode with our guest, Julie Vadnell, but in the background, there is a palm tree photo with a gorgeous frame. You want to know where I got that frame, Angela? Where did you get that frame, FrameBridge.com, bitch. I thought you might have. I'm obsessed with it. It's this champagne frame. It's gorgeous. I love it. I get so many compliments on it. And they helped you pick it out, right? They helped me pick it out. They That was their number one choice. They picked out their top three. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with your number one choice because I want to respect the process. And thank God I did because I'm obsessed with my frame. Well, that's why, to be honest with you, I'm kind of a bad gift giver. But I've decided that FrameBridge is going to be my go-to gift. I mean, you're giving the gift of a gallery wall. That's the coolest gift you could possibly give. Right. And the cool thing is, like, even if you're not kind of like an artsy person, if you're not good at putting stuff together, they help you do it. They do it for you. It's amazing. So in a few minutes, I can build and order a thoughtful personal gift on FrameBridge.com. I can go on their website or you can just do it straight from your phone. Their expert team will handcraft a custom frame for my picture and will deliver it straight to me or someone on my list. And the best part, FrameBridge starts at just $39 and shipping is free. So uh, 
yeah, good luck going to like a custom frame shop and getting a frame that cheap that looks this good. Not gonna happen. So, and it's like an affordable, thoughtful gift. It's great. Exactly. So you pick the perfect pr- frame at framebridge.com first. You can preview your item in all their frame styles. Then you upload a picture. You can even frame an Instagram photo, which is pretty cool. If your mom is like a photog, you frame one of her Instagram pics. Oh my God. I should do that for Nick's mom because she is a photographer extraordinaire. It's adorable. So then the talented experts at FrameBridge will print and frame your item and ship it straight to you or your loved one. Your gift arrives in days, completely ready to hang, and includes a handwritten gift note. It's amazing. Beautiful. Let FrameBridge help you win the holidays with a thoughtful gift that's easy. Right now, go to FrameBridge.com and use our promo code SINGLE, and you're going to save 15% off your first order. That's promo code SINGLE. And remember, make sure you put your orders in before December 18th to make sure it is delivered in time for Christmas. Don't forget to use our promo code, though. It helps you and it helps us. Promo code SINGLE. And check out FrameBridge.com. All right, now it is time to jump into the mailbox. Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week for Julie to help us answer? Okay, we have two anonymous questions for Julie. First up, uh, our first anonymous writer writes, I have my master's degree in social work, and I am halfway through completing my two years of supervised work to get fully licensed. She's a go-getter. At the end of the time, I am hoping to move away because I can't achieve my specific career goals in my current state. Since I want to move in a year or so, I think it would be a good idea to avoid dating so that there aren't any romantic complications when I move. I have friends tell me I should date anyway because maybe a guy would be willing to move with me, but then I would have to factor his goals and wants into my plan and maybe couldn't get my dream job if he didn't want to move to wherever the job was. Um, she's being real. Yeah. She says in general, I love being single, but of course now that I've decided that I shouldn't date, I really want to be in a relationship. Should I date anyway and just deal with it when I actually have the opportunity to move? What can I do to survive a year of singlehood and celibacy? Well, you don't have to be celibate first of all. And you don't have to date just because your friends think you should, you know, and that too. Um, I say date. Why not? I mean, honestly, like, even if you just go on one date with someone, you maybe that leads you to the next thing. And it sounds like she wants to be dating and is scared of the future. But like, I could live in Mexico tomorrow. You know, like I could right. live anywhere tomorrow. And I think that then why would you miss out on dating someone who you think is really cool and then find out they won't move? I don't think that's wasted time. Like, I don't think even right. when relationships don't work out, it was wasted. I love that way right. of looking at it. That's a positive way to look at it. it that is. you learn from every relationship that you're in. And, and also you're, you're thinking the worst. You're assuming that they're not going to want to move with you and that they're not going to be supportive of your professional career. And hopefully you date someone that, that is supportive of your professional career and would be willing to move for you if they know that it's important to you. Yeah. And I get it. She's like focused. She's laser focused on her future, which is awesome. Yeah. But just know that dating now doesn't necessarily complicate that. You're going to, in the end, the decision is up to you. I also like to look at it like date by date. A lot of people that I date, I'm like, do I want to see this person again? And this was something that Andrea Sertash had, like, do I want to see them again? So yeah, go on another date. Do I want to see them again? Exactly. Like take it step by step. You don't have to dream about your wedding on the first date. Yeah. It's what fun the, to do that. But. What were the two questions that they asked you? One was, am I curious to learn more? Yeah. It's like, am I curious to learn more? And am I having fun right now? Am I enjoying this? So I, that one is usually pretty obvious. And then am I curious to learn more? I think you're like, yeah, I had a good time, but do I want to learn more? Mm-hmm. And I always, those are such good questions. They seem yeah. really obvious, but then when you really think about them, it's like, am I having fun in this moment? Yeah. But sometimes you're on a date with someone, you're like, yeah, I had fun, but like, uh, I don't really like care about like learning more about them. But then the, am I curious to learn more? Those are just two so important questions that, yeah, they seem, they seem so obvious, but they're not. Yeah. Another thing she told me about, or maybe, I don't know which one said about, I read so many things and talked to so many people, but they were like, it's t- keep it to one drink. And cause I'm like, after three drinks, I'll make out with the floor, you know, <laughs> right. it's yeah. like, it's really hard to tell, Yeah, um, which I didn't always do. I didn't always keep it to just one drink, but I think that when on a first date, maybe that's a better rule. And honestly, the guy will probably so. appreciate that if you if he's only having to spend like 15, you know, in yeah. New York, in New York, especially <laughs> cocktails are expensive. You're talking like yeah. $12, $15 cocktails. Like they'll be probably pretty happy, especially if neither of you guys are interested. Right. There wasn't a spark. They'll be like, all right, that was cool. 
yeah i mean don't let that be your total motivation yeah also just don't <laughs> yeah, yeah don't be a, don't be a drunkie that too yeah if you can find a guy who'll pay for drinks i was shocked how few times guys would pay really yeah chivalry yeah. is dead mm-hmm. yeah let him buy you a meal that's a good oh my god i had guess. one meal the whole story one meal i remember that was the panini right yeah it was that, a great panini it got a mention in, in cosmo <laughs> that panini it was great but that i think that and then the last date we had a grilled cheese did you yeah. always offer or did you sometimes wait to see if they if they would pay how did it happen at the end i of have the bill one came? i have one confession to make which is that i asked my my managing editor if i could use my corporate card because i was noticing that a lot of guys were not paying for dates and i was like this is becoming expensive um and so <laughs> there was one where i tried it and he totally called me out he's like is that your corporate card i'm like no 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 it's just it's just an amex but of course like the second i put it down he was like are you paying for this with your corporate card and i was like Nope, nope, just an Amex. I mean, oh my god, wow. I wasn't fooling anyone. <laughs> what he's a like shrewd guy. Yeah, he's like, does that say Cosmopolitan? Are you writing a story about me? <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm sorry to that guy. Yeah, so I then totally did, lied. Then did you just have to like put it on your expenses? I guess. Yeah, I did. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Man, that's yeah. See, that's why also a lot of people don't date because it, it's expensive to date, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when yeah, everyone out there just try to get a job at a magazine so you can <laughs> so you can date for free, so you can date for free and write a story about it. That that should be the answer for everyone's problems. I think that's our advice. Yeah, definitely. Hope right. that's helpful. Problem solved. <laughs> um, next lady up, she writes: I'm 26 years old, single in graduate school, working full time and managing the gym somewhere in between. Another go getter. She says everyone keeps asking the age-old question of when I'll finally settle down. But honestly, this is the last thing on my mind. My best friend of 13 years or so has a difficult time understanding this, and it's really frustrating. She's engaged, a stay-at-home mom with three kids, and about to get married in February. Oh, so she's doing the marriage a little later after the, th- oh, after the kids. flip-flop. That's cool. Um, um, but says, wait, we picked a lot of the like single, like yeah. uh, because we were inspired by your, your article. Yes. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. So she says, with the friend's wedding coming up, there has been a lot of tension. She gets upset. My schedule doesn't allow very much time for wedding planning. However, I told her from the beginning when she asked me to be her maid of honor that I would not have the most flexible schedule. And she lives about 45 minutes away. A few weeks ago, she messaged me saying she felt maid of honor list and complaining about my lack of presence. But she has never once mentioned a date to make plans. But nevertheless, she continued to give me a guilt trip and made me feel bad about having time to plan a small party for my nephew's birthday, but no time for her. I kept my cool, apologized again, and just explained how both school and work had been getting the best of me. But she continued down the road of low blows and shady comments. Since then, I have been replaced as maid of honor, removed from the bridal party entirely, and we haven't spoken since. So my question is... Was it wrong of me to react the way I did in the situation and with her bridal shower coming up, should I go since we haven't spoken? I'm not sure what to do. Ah, this is so awkward especially since i remember being like a bride and you you just you can't like just expect people to take initiative and do everything for you like i needed help doing welcome bags so i scheduled one night and i felt guilty like honestly having yes they're called maids of honor and bridesmaids like they're supposed to be your maids but let's talk about let's talk for real like in modern day society they're not your fucking maids, okay? They're not your slaves for your wedding. They're not... They don't really have to do anything for you. Honestly, if anything, you're supposed to do stuff for them. Like, you... You, like... Sh- they have to buy these dresses already. Sometimes they have to fly across the country. Like, at like when I needed them to help make the uh, out-of-town bags, I bought wine, cheese, crackers, and, like, made it, like, a fun night where, like, they came over and they had wine and cheese and crackers and they helped me put these bags together. And it still took, like, an hour and a half. So if I had done it by myself, it would have taken, like, eight hours. Right. So I made it fun. And that's the only thing I asked of any of my bridesmaids. And we had a great time. And it was fun. And they were there for me on my wedding. But th- honestly, this bride seems like a little bit of a demanding biatch. And I should also point out that her email was long, so we kind of had to cut some details. But I do remember she also mentioned, like, the venue had already been booked. Like, they picked out the dresses. Like, there really wasn't even that much. Like, it was before... This was all done before she even brought her on as maid of honor. How... how, What do you think, Julie? How should she deal with this friend that totally cut her out of the bridal party? 
I used to work at a weddings magazine, and I have learned that weddings make people, even the best people, a little bit cray. Oh, yeah. You worked at Martha Stewart Weddings. You're the perfect person to answer this question. <laughs> yeah, like, even the greatest people go a little cuckoo over their own wedding. So I kind of feel like you need to give this friend a little bit of a free pass. And I, I think that once the wedding's over, and I, I think also she will <laughs> go back to normal, hopefully. But I, I think that for now, it's like you got to be there for her, even though she's being a little... So should she go to the bridal shower? I think she should. So I just think take the high road regret. and show up? I would do that. Yeah, that's what I would do. Should she contact her before she goes or show up? It sounds like they haven't really not spoken. Talking. But yeah. she knows really where it is, right? Like, how yeah. does she know where it is? She, she probably got the invite before all this went down, I'm guessing. I mean, maybe. But like, don't show up if you didn't get the invite and you found out about it from well, someone yeah, else. That's, that's weird. That's And true. she was taken out of the bride she's not the maid of honor yeah, anymore she says we haven't spoken since but not even in the bridal party yeah which is like super harsh ooh, of this ooh. bride yeah, she should have just gotten demoted honestly like in the movie bridesmaids yeah, yeah i mean my friend nicole she took someone out of her bridal party did she yeah why oh god if, i hope i wish i could remember i think i think like the person uh like last minute canceled on the bachelorette party and was like really fl- just really really flaky hmm yeah, flaky. It's like you're flaky. You're cut. cut. You cut. Ugh, I hate this. I yeah. I feel like they need to talk. Yeah, they need to talk. I agree. I, I they, mean, most of my bridesmaids like they did not do shit, and like not because they sucked, because like they're what do you? They're not actually your maids. Is the thing they're not actually your maids. Right. They were like very supportive. A couple times they asked me if I needed anything. Like, like I wasn't gonna go make them call hotels and get hotel blocks like like what was i gonna ask them to do there this is like come on this is like 2017 now 2016 when is this podcast airing i don't know (laughs) and as one of your bridesmaids angela was one of my bridesmaids we were you know you're it's your friend getting married you're always happy to help but like your maid of honor was your sister who was across the country who couldn't be there and like nobody cared like everybody just kind of pitched in yeah and did their thing so just because this girl was a maid of honor she was busy she should have i'm sure she had other bridesmaids she should have just gotten some Honestly, girls like, together to help her the maid of honor title really just goes to like your longest closest yeah. friend or if you have a sister usually your sister like i'm not i'm i'm like yeah the, this girl seems very demanding so yeah i think she shouldn't like go to the bridal party on a na- or the whatever the bridal shower unannounced because mm-hmm. that could cause a scene on her special day we don't want that you don't want to pull a bridesmaids remember that right. you don't yes. want to pull a Kristen wig and bridesmaids yeah, like and punch like, the cookie yeah and chocolate like, fountain topple yeah. the chocolate fountain exactly and then steal a bunch of puppies so i say <laughs> talk first but but talk just talk talk it out yeah yeah right. that's a tough one i just <laughs> And I think people, brides, the wedding is about you, obviously, but it's also about your guests and so much about your guests. So I think people get lost in that. Julie's the expert. Listen to Julie. (laughs) Take the high road, lady. Um, If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny messages from an app you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website, thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is go big or go home. Yes. And what we mean by that is to follow what Julie did. When you decide that you are ready to date, if that's what you want, Julie did not just start with one app or a couple dates here or there. She went all in, downloading every app, asking friends, hiring coaches. Do you think that going big instead of going home, how did that help you? It totally helped. Well, at first I was scared that I just wouldn't have enough content. Like I was just scared that no one would go out with me and I wouldn't have enough. Oh, and then no. I joined all the apps and I was like, I got this. I got yeah. this. <laughs> <Not a problem. laughs> and I realized that I could be choosy about who I dated. So I think the bigger your pool, the better your odds. And the more dedicated you are to it, the more you attract people who are dedicated to it too. I, I really believe in that energy. I love that. Yeah. Um, Angela, when you decided to get back out there and date after your last long-term relationship ended you kind of went you went big you were going on on a lot of dates would you say going big instead of going home helped yeah i would say so i feel like i had friends at the time that would talk to people on the apps but were afraid to go and meet with them but i was really eager to get the the pre- talking phase out of the way and just meet people in person because that's really when you get but you're that's so when things get fun and good exciting at, you're you're so good at your witty text though i'm well, surprised yeah. you didn't want to like only have text relationships because you're so funny 
I mean, I definitely am better through text. <laughs> so that's how I got to the live portion of the relationship. Um, but I feel like I had also set like a good foundation. Yeah. It was like, listen, I have a sense of humor. I might not be being funny right now, but I will be. I would say when I moved to New York, I followed the go big or go home idea i like just dated every guy that i could meet i kept a really open mind they were taking me to all these fun places everything was new the city was exciting i was like going to to like i said nick's games or like museums and like going out for like cool dessert dates like just all the way by the way a dessert date is completely underrated people don't talk enough about a dessert date like after dinner nine o'clock we're not going to like a bar to get drinks take me to like a dessert shop and get some like hot chocolate or a cookie dessert dates are very underrated guys i never went on a first date dessert date and that was a mistake on the men of new york's part what's that pie (laughs) shop that you love Martha's so many. Oh, Martha's is good. Okay, so Martha's is open really late. If you guys live in New York City, um, they have like great hot chocolate and like little tables inside. They have every dessert you Find, can ever like, want. A bakery that's open late. Dessert dates are so underrated. They're cheaper than probably taking a girl out for a for like a late night drink. Cheaper than dinner. Uh, probably probably similar to like a well maybe a little more than a coffee date. But yeah, I'd say like, yeah, it's but that's good. It's like a little more romantic than a coffee date. Yeah, definitely. Like a coffee date's like $3 and seems like kind of cheapo. Yeah, but if you're eating cookies, it's whimsical. Yeah, it's fun. Go on some more yeah. dessert dates. Um, but yeah. That is great advice. Yeah, yeah, but Julia, I really liked your go big or go home attitude. It inspired this week's reason of the week. And we want to hopefully we inspire other people to go big or go home. Mm-hmm. And on that note, it is time for our reason of the week breakdown. When you're going to go big or go home, when it comes to dating, you need to know what you want first. When Julie was dating, one of the coaches had her make a must-have and can't-stand list when it comes to dates, and we are going to help her fill out the rest of her list in a game called To Have or To Have... To Have or (laughs) Not... Let's try it. Angela, do it with me. To To Have have or Not not To Have... We have a list of attributes in a fishbowl. Julie will pull one out and either add it to her must-have or can't-stand list. Now, Julie, in the article, let's already talk about the things that are on your on your list. So surprisingly, can't-stand list was guys that are that are really into sports. Yeah, I don't really like that. So I'm with much. you on that. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I think it's because one of my first boyfriends ever was obsessed with the Chicago Bears so much that he said in the order of things he loved was like God, <laughs> the Chicago Bears, and like then me. And like that's why his family wasn't in there, so which is that's a little weird. But yeah, I this like obsession over sports, like can't hang out on Sunday nights, whenever football on Monday nights when football's you know, you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. It's the obsession that I right. don't like. But then yeah, like, like a casual viewer is fine. I love baseball. Like right. I went to a Mets game. I love the Mets. I think mm-hmm. it's just that obsession. But I, I agree. I, I always said I wanted a guy that like liked sports but wasn't like psycho about it. So yeah, I can relate to that. Doesn't but then, paint his face. Yeah, but then like one thing that was like kind of on your have list, like you were totally cool with like a bald guy. Yeah, which I think surpri- <laughs> which probably surprised a lot of people. Yeah, I, I I am totally cool with a bald guy. That doesn't bother me at all, actually. I, I think in in high school I wrote a story at my Catholic high school newspaper called "Why Bald Men Are Sexy." Nice. <laughs> Why that flew? I don't know. <laughs> I am. I love that. Um, well, we have eight other attributes that we need to place, or maybe ten. I don't know. Um, so pick one out and let's see if it's going to go on your have or have not list. Closet full of Hawaiian shirts is must have i threw a tiki party this past weekend so my boyfriend would probably want to date you then because (laughs) he loves the tiki party or your your boyfriend will want to date her is that what you said (laughs) oh i thought you said your friend yeah my boyfriend or or i just must have your boyfriend i think okay you can borrow him yeah he should have been there ian loves his his uh hawaiian shirts yes me too DVR is the cake boss and loves to quote the show. It's not a must have for sure. That that's probably a can't stand. I think. Yeah. Other right, that'd be weird if they were quoting the show a lot. Other that'd be TLC too much. shows, maybe. Not the cake like boss. The little couple. Yeah, that would be a must have for me. <laughs> Or like the nineteen kids, like I, I, I honestly, yeah, I feel like that would be. Oh, 
No, that would be a... <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. Um, this one says, only owns Simpsons boxers. That might be a can't stand, only because I, I don't watch The Simpsons. Sorry. You're going to lose so many listeners. No, 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 we won't. Yeah. But I, I, I agree. Even if, you, even if he likes The Simpsons, that's fine. But yeah, I kind of agree with that. As having like only Simpsons boxers is a little much. Like I don't I don't want to see Bart Simpson when I yeah yeah. Um, Harry chest that is I I don't mind. Is there a middle ground? Like I don't have to have I it. Guess so. I'll count that as a. I feel like you're leaning towards must have must have. <laughs> well, I mean Harry back um, can't stand Harry chest. Okay. Right. It's interesting how sometimes men's bodies can work that way. Sometimes just the front's got it and not the back. Yeah, it happens. Front front versus back is weird. Yeah, but it's, I generally it's like a mullet. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I mean, I, ball guy. I don't really care about hair as much yeah. as maybe other women do. Yeah, me neither. I'm cool with a hairy man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, dating profile says male feminist can't stand, cannot stand. <laughs> I love that you cannot stand, and I'm sure you encountered a lot of that in your in, over your summer. Because obviously, uh, by yeah. saying you can't stand that, you don't mean you you don't obviously don't want like a misogynist, but no, like but it should like, be implied. If you have really to say it, it, yeah, if you have to say it, and you have to say it in your dating profile, you're very clearly not, not right, and, and you're pandering. A, ugh, a guy I dated on, he, he was on Facebook looking for feminist artists so that he could put some like feminist art on his wall, and it just seemed yeah like a horrible thing to ask people <laughs> to suggest, and just, yeah. It doesn't feel genuine, usually. It doesn't, and I will not suggest any female artist or um, <laughs> feminist artist him. Um, the next one is, does a spot-on Pee Wee Herman laugh? Can't stand. I'd be into that. Angela, Angela, <laughs> Angela would get like like a female hard-on for that. Yeah, I would. <laughs> next. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with Julie on that one. I know. It's, um, listen, I know I'm in the minority here. Yeah, no, I like quirky, weird things maybe not Wee herman but. i just have a specific Wee herman <laughs> fetish no um is a professional square dancer i'm so into i think that really? would be great yeah i think that'd be great you have a particular dancing style and i, I could be into that i know what you like yeah. oh my god i i could see it at first i was like oh could not stand if he's like professional square dancer <laughs> like you take that it's cool if you know how but i was first i was like you take that shit too seriously yeah. but then it would be kind of fun if he twirl you around twirls me around do yeah. do yeah well in professional that just means it's his job like yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not his passion and what a great job <laughs> it pays the bills guys <laughs> um oh next is not circumcised i have i have no opinion either way that's good i really don't this I, is like up there with hairy chest back it's like that's your body i like, feel the same way yeah, we've been talking a lot about this on the show lately. We've been talking a lot about circumcision. Well, I, I truly, Angela and I, we watched um, Adam Ruins Everything, which did a whole segment on circumcision. And it basically, after watching that, I was like, oh, it's like, it's male uh, genital mutilation yeah, for rocked, no reason. It rocked our world. It rocked our world. It is. Yeah. It's, it is. It's like male genital mutilation. Uh, we're like the only country that doesn't do it for religious reasons. They just like do it because fathers do it to their sons because they want their son's penis to look like them and it's weird and it yeah, it's it, aesthetic it goes back to like very like antiquated rules some people thought that it would like help their sons stop like masturbating back in like that <laughs> revolution when it was uh like the anti-sexual revolution i guess mm-hmm. um i don't know if i'd call it revolution i don't know what the phrase is but yeah, you get I the mean, point in cosmo we've said this too that a lot of guys like they feel extra like they're you know you're cutting off nerve endings so it, right. they yes. actually have more sensation yeah if they're uncut it's true uh, next is no buzz and no bell for that one <laughs> yeah sorry a moment of silence no, for the lost foreskin is this the last one no there's uh two more oh good uh, references spirit animals i'm okay with that and then yeah. Yeah. You, you get, yeah and the last one i don't know who this person is. looks like marcus lamonis <laughs> lamonis <laughs> Okay, I just put that because I'm obsessed with the show The Prophet. And I want to date Marcus Lamona. Okay, but he's bald. So, okay, I'll describe him. He's an old him. Lebanese okay. man. No, he... he Darn it, I'm okay, sorry. He's it's a little... I, that's a really random one that we threw in there. It was kind of to throw yeah. you off. Um, it did. He, he is bald. And here, pull up a picture okay. of him. Bald is fine. He's got uh, a mole. I he's think. really smart. And um, are you pulling up the Everyone picture? at home, are you Googling Marcus Lamonis also? Okay, we pulled up a picture. Oh, he looks like my eye doctor. He's got a lot of money. 
Um, and he helps small businesses. He's a great man. He's really smart. He recently went to oh the profit the profit I thought it was like ph. It's supposed to be. It's, it's a like play he's on the that. profit oh. of making a profit for your mm, business. So smart. It's a people. really great title for a show. Is he a good person? Yes, he's nice. He always means well, but he he can be a little harsh. He can be a little harsh. He's got like that business cutthroat sensibility, but he he takes like emotions into consideration when he's helping a failing business get a re- relaunch. Yeah, he's. Wow. Have you ever watched Bar Rescue? No, uh, I've guys, never watched our that. TV is so not because like other like all, I feel like usually on those types of reality shows they're really mean normally I don't like watch aggressive these, yeah but he's Marcus not. is good like he always like oh. he, he never asks a lady his age I remember he talked about that on one oh must have right. Right. I must have he sounds great he's great um we love the prophet I could binge watch the prophet and shark tank non-stop same mm. very specific same. shows that we threw just MSNBC <laughs> all night <laughs> uh julie i'm so glad that we were able to clarify your must have and can't stand list yeah i got, I got to add to it <laughs> it was it's yeah. hard to do it's harder than you think it's yeah. fun but it's, i think it's hard to make a list of can't stands i'm like i could kind of deal with anything and I yeah kinda, you know. <laughs> right um we hope we've cleared up this week's reason that is it for this week's this is why you're single podcast for more stuff about us check out our book it's available on amazon barnes and noble and our audiobook on audible thank you so much to our guest julie vadnell check out all of her work in cosmo and on cosmo.com follow her on twitter at julie vad v-a-d or on Instagram at Julie Vadnal, V-A-D-N-A-L. Any other plugs we should tell people about? My Snapchat is popping, guys. No, I'm, this is Ooh. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. This is so much fun. We loved having you on. We've been wanting to have Julie on for a very long time. Yeah, we talk a lot about Cosmo on this show, so mm. it's it's a big deal having e- you here. Yes, it's a big deal <laughs> to have a senior editor from Cosmo. Sexy. <laughs> I'm glad we got one more of those in there. One more. Felt Gotta right. get one more. It felt right. So thank you, Julie. Um, you guys, in the meantime, if you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we are at your single show. Make sure to like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're That was a HeadGum Podcast.